0: episode 438, dealing with the trauma of childhood sexual abuse with Ed Squire. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast, dragging down the finest alpha minds on the planet for you. I'm Adam Lewis Walker, host of the number one men's development podcast that is now a best-selling book, Awaken Your Alpha, Tales and Tactics to Thrive. And it is my mission to share you the real stories, the useful stuff, the juicy stuff, and the reality of what it takes to thrive. Do the little guy a favor. Subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back. This episode is sponsored by the Talk Accelerator. Increase your influence, income, and impact. If you've ever thought or dreamed or wondered what it would be like to do a TEDx talk, you can do that. So head over to talkxcelerator.com. dot com. Jump across there and it'll have all the information, case studies, why you might want to do it, all the information around it. And also, if you jump on the green button on there, you can book in a complimentary idea clarity call to speak with me. What is your idea worth sharing? It's time to play a bigger game. It's time to amplify your message and make it happen. Get to the podcast. Okay, enjoy the show. Right, this week we've got Ed Squire on the line. Ed is the founder of a nonprofit called Me Too What Now that raises awareness about childhood sexual abuse and mental health. He uses personal and engaging videos that connect with other survivors to build community with a sense of safety and trust. He uses a unique blend of videos on these topics not readily found on the internet. Ed, i've met ed a few times in person he's a great guy i'm very happy he's coming on the show now so ed are you ready to awaken your alpha today
1: yes sir i'm uh, i am and adam uh, uh, thank you very much for having me on the show i really uh, it's an honor for me so uh and a privilege so yeah let's uh let's get this going
0: cool i'll just paint a picture for you as any good video editor should have he's got a full mission control he's just been showing me i've just been getting some jealousy from my basement man cave with no windows he's got full surround windows he's got like three huge screens it's a beautiful setup so i mean what would you like to add to your very brief introduction is there anything you'd like to highlight
1: uh i I think um what's important is due to the the, the nature of this of this topic, um, I always like to uh, let the audience know that some of the things that we talk about could be triggering mm-hmm. for them. Um, I mean, we're, there's no uh, you know, graphic detail we'll go into, but the topic is childhood sexual abuse, and uh, you know, I understand that some uh, survivors can uh, you know react and have a, a you know a, a strong emotional response to that. And uh, yeah, that's that's the only uh, thing I would like to say in the beginning. But I. I my, my entire mission is built on um, trying to find a positive spin on on on, on this topic and try to try, try to lift survivors up and try to you know, bring an element of motivation and awakening their alpha yeah. as, you know, like, that's why I love to be on your show and um, uh, that's that's what it's all about,
0: yeah. Well, I'd have to say like in 370 plus episodes, I've never tackled this subject. So I will, I will tread carefully and I want this, that obviously I'm assuming the people who are listening to this will find value in this specific, and that maybe it's, it's like you say, touching a nerve. So tell us a little bit about your origins. Where are you speaking to us from today? Uh, where are you originally from?
1: Sure, Adam. I'm, uh, I'm in Denver, Colorado. I'm originally from Canada. I'm a Canadian citizen from the West Coast in British Columbia. Born and raised there. And in 2003, I moved to uh, the US and I've been here ever since.
0: Okay. And Me Too What Now? I know, um, well, I suppose let's, let's go a little bit more detail first. So like, what did you want to be um, and what, what were you doing before this Me Too and What Now? Because I know you've got, you know, I've heard about your background before.
1: Sure, yeah, so for the majority of my career, uh, which uh, I would say uh, about twenty years, I spent as a strategic business consultant in the i t world, so I would do business process consulting for fortune five hundred companies and global companies all around the United States, Canada, and in europe, so Uh, These are big organizations like uh, Boeing and uh, pharmaceutical companies and uh, uh, Wells Fargo and uh, with big plans and big IT. And my goal and my purpose was to go in and help them to uh, just improve their their processes as far as their operational is concerned, come up with five-year plans and show them how to implement them. And so a lot of high high tech and high-level strategic consulting, a lot of travel and um, yeah. That's,
0: that's what I did. Yeah. Okay. For, for and it, yeah. And in terms of specifically about, you know, turn into the you know, video production and that's that obviously that's when our paths really crossed and I saw yours heavily into that. And, uh, I'd see that that lights you up and I see that's where you, what you want to do and spend your time. When did that idea thought or kind of like fork in the road come for you? And, uh, and again, when this, we've got entrepreneurial sides of things, and then we got obviously the, the child of sexual abuse, so almost like two different subjects. So yeah. you bridge them when it's appropriate, but when was kind of an awakening moment and you felt like you were on the right path?
1: Sure, so you know, there's, there's really two stories that I tell, uh, d- depending on who I'm talking to and what's mm-hmm. appropriate. But you know, in general, my, my career has been pursuing a, a professional consulting career, and uh, that's what I did. Uh, but the reality is, you know, I was pursuing my career with, uh, now that I look back, with motives that were not the best. So for me, I wanted to make as much money as I could. Making money is good, but you know, I've come to realize that making money should not be your sole source of motivation for what you're doing what you're doing should be your sole source. What makes you happy and pursue that? And then, you know, then find ways to make money and build a a life and a career. For me, it was strictly money. And Mm -hmm. the reason why is because I had a dysfunctional perspective on life, which was I wanted people to... And in this case, really, it was more my father. I wanted my father to look at me as successful and accomplished, and I made something of myself. And, you know, I wanted to perform and have him love and accept me for doing these things. My father was uh, sexually abused by. Uh, this one of the same men that I was uh, abused by and that was uh, his step-grandfather who sexually abused me um, uh, when I was young uh, starting at age four four five six seven yeah so that's so so that's where that's where the that's where the the trauma began right so he and I shared this this horrific experience but neither of us had the skills or the understanding or the knowledge or the Therapy to be able to deal with it, father to son, or yeah. even as, as a mature uh, human being. And so, uh, you know, as I as I pursued this goal of of being successful in anything, I found that uh, you know I was good at consulting. I worked well with people. I worked well with executives. And eventually, I burned out. Yeah. And, and and the burnout happened, it began to take place around 2012. And, and, um, you know, a lot of people burn out after 10 years or so of consulting like that. But for me, it was deeper. And it actually got to the point of where I couldn't work. And I was unable to focus and I was just unable to, to do my job. And it became, it became, uh, you know, noticeable to the client and when you're dealing with uh you know upper level uh, management type people that are ceos the c level and, and vice president level you know you can't fake your way very long yeah. and and they're gonna they're gonna you know they're gonna question your capabilities so i ended up i ended up having to uh you know uh, take a leave of absence just yeah. to I thought it was like maybe a midlife crisis or I you know, I, I was you know, burned out, I needed some time off. But during that time, I found out that there were deeper issues. And when I took a rest and a break, I realized actually I began to fall apart even more.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say when, when so you said over like sort of 10 years, did, was it a steady build up to like, you just sort of burning out or did it come on quite, did you kind of feel it coming or did it come quite quickly where you just couldn't do it and you had to take that leave or?
1: well yeah well there's was um
0: uh, you know, a
1: couple of major events that triggered it um it was i was slowly beginning to burn out and I, and I and i knew that and i was having difficulty concentrating and just difficulty managing uh managing myself but uh what happened was i was invited by uh two organizations to speak on the topic of uh, uh on, on, on the topic of sexual abuse one was a childhood friend of mine and her brother uh, he was sexually abused by an elementary school teacher that we shared, and so that was, that was the second my second abuser, uh, of which I ended up uh, uh, taking him and the uh, school board to court through the Supreme Court in British Columbia, um, uh, because there's no statute of limitations, thankfully, and... Um, uh, when, when all this began to surface, she asked me to speak at a book signing event that she was doing, and another organization in Denver asked me to come and speak at a uh, community awareness event and There were about a thousand people there. I, I agreed to come and speak uh, because i 've done a lot of public speaking. And I thought this would be good, and it would be good for me. And it would be good for uh, people to hear my story, but I was unaware of the effects that post traumatic stress disorder can have in triggering your brain and uh, opening up neurological pathways to cause uh you know uh, mental health yeah trauma in the days and weeks and months to come mm. so it was after i did those two speeches that within within six weeks i i completely crashed and and that's when i had to take time off
0: when you've hit kind of like you say you completely crashed there and you were like kind of a ground zero like you rock bottom can you think of a time when you were a rock bomb as in you notice that now looking back as the point where you gradually started to, to, get, to get better and feel slightly better um, and how have you got any insight into how you managed to do that because that's what really what Awakening Your is all about not just doing really well but getting out of these tough times.
1: Absolutely and very specifically what happened was um, in, uh, in uh, 2015 so that's only four years ago uh, I sat down with a friend of mine that was, was a new friend, and he owned. Um, oh, he was the uh, founder of another nonprofit that uh, focused on helping divorced men uh, get their lives back together, if, especially if they had children. And um, and uh, so he worked with men, and different topics came up with in that organization that he ran that dealt with uh, uh, pornography and sexual addiction and uh, you know uh, uh, depression, anxiety, and all these kinds of things. So he was you know, very familiar with these kinds of stories. We sat down one day in a Starbucks, and he just said, Ed, he said, well, so uh, you know, tell me your story. You know, I, and I'd never really completely, truthfully shared my story with anyone. I shared parts of it, but the parts that were really shameful that I was really embarrassed about, I, I kept hidden. And so I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm going to tell this friend of mine, this human being, my complete story. For the first time because i felt safe and so i did and as i did i just felt a massive weight come off my shoulders i felt like it was a very dramatic story because any survivor when they really tell their story for the first time they want to be heard and there is a lot of drama in it and he sat and listened to me very calmly and i was kind of expecting uh, feedback like oh, I'm, you know, I'm so sorry this happened. And that just a dramatic, heartfelt response, which there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But he just looked at me and just with very, a very caring uh, attitude. He just said, you know what, he said, I, I really want to thank you for sharing your story with me. You know, I really thank you. And I, I just sat back and I just, I just felt a relief. And um, he said, let's, let's get together again. I'd love to hear more. And so he was very calm and I was very intense because this is my first time sharing my story and he left. And from that moment on, that's when things began to change. And that's why in my nonprofit, I focus on, that's why video became important to me and sharing my story openly because fear and shame and stigma are what prevent people from becoming free to live their lives and not you know and, and have balance and instead of pursuing money pursue your passion instead of trying to Im- impress people or to perform you do it for yourself and that's that's where that journey that healthy journey began and so i i focus in my nonprofit on openly sharing my story and encouraging other people to do the same and and doing interviews like this and, and inviting other survivors to 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 do that and i like to create uh powerful videos um I'm doing the best I can because I've only been doing it for, for a couple of years. But, but uh, you know, if you, if you go to my channel and you look at some of my, my video, my videos, there's a variety of kind of, you know, genres or the way I approach my videos to make them um, you know, dramatic and impactful. And I put a lot of thought and care into making sure that the survivor's story that they're sharing is a really a reflection of their heart without, without, um, uh, being gratuitous yeah. right yeah. And, and 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 being honest and truthful
0: so Ed, so any other survivors uh, listening in here as well you talked about sort of sharing your story that sounded like that's when it started to get better for you i mean what advice do you get to someone who's listening and maybe they they haven't dealt with it or they they thought they'd dealt with stuff but maybe they're something's holding them back they're feeling a bit crappy ultimately and it's just it, it kind of needs to be dealt with is there any steps that you feel I mean, you've got your own journey, but also things that you, you've come across that you think is useful steps for someone who's listening.
1: Oh, I, absolutely. And I think, you know, my story is very typical of, of, of survivors that decades later, uh, you know, these things come up. And when you hear somebody tell their story, it, it will trigger something in you. So if there's a if there are survivors that are listening to this episode after it's over, they will they'll you know think about what I've said. They'll hopefully they'll visit my website, and that will begin to open their mind up to the fact that geez, you know maybe actually I I relate to this guy. Yeah, actually I I do struggle in this area, and and if you watch a couple of my videos, it will open up your mind and it'll open up your heart, and really. I believe that you know, after going through professional counseling and therapy, which I believe is, is absolutely necessary, but just as important is it's, it's connection with people like myself and other survivors in a non-professional setting. You need both of those, right? Yeah. And so I believe telling your story honestly and openly with somebody that you trust for the first time is absolutely necessary. Once you do that, then that's the first the first wave of fear and shame yeah. and stigma will will drop off of you.
0: I like the way you put that because it doesn't have to be you know a public you know like on an interview like this and it's putting your story out there like there's all different levels. And like you say, it could be one specific person that you trust to be confidential, and it's just that that offloading it as well.
1: That's right. You don't need to you don't need to do a video or go public yeah. or, or 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 anything like that. You just just Anyone, someone, and that's the purpose of what I'm trying to do is and, you know, in, in, in the very first paragraph on my website, it talks about when you, when you Google uh, the phrase, we need to talk more about childhood sexual abuse, you'll, all, you'll get over 70 million uh, hits that come back. And I'm convinced that millions of people that are survivors are searching on that topic and they're doing it in private and in silence and looking for help and answers. And um, uh, you know, they may not go to a therapist, they may not tell somebody, and so I'm, that's kind of my target audience. It's the silent yeah. surfers that are suffering from this, looking for an honest, genuine answer. And when you go to my channel, you look at my videos, you're going to find that I, I wanted to create something different and uplifting, like we, I said at the beginning of your show, because a lot of the content that's out there on this topic, it's heavy, and it's yeah, triggering, right. and it's depressing. But you can't avoid that because of the nature of the topic. So I've tried to build some positive uh, aspects into how I do it. I have comedic outtakes that I have in, in what I film. I, I do personal vlogs, and I just share my story openly my life. And people are finding it uh, unique, and they're finding it inspiring and different, and it's working.
0: Yeah. Oh, and before we move on to like lighter aspects of it, as you touched on there, is there anything around your story that you feel you haven't had a chance to share properly yet? Um, any vital details or anything about your story? So someone's listening and thinks they like they kind of get it there. They, you know, they don't know that. And obviously, you, what you're comfortable with sharing, I mean, I think you trust me to a level. <laughs> so around, it sounded like, you know, you've been abused by two separate people. Is that correct? Or, you? Know,
1: No, it was, so my story is, and, and, and I just want to, so these are the facts. I don't, I don't like to over-dramatize it. It's, 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 it can be shocking and impacting to people, but it's my story and I'm, I'm very comfortable with it right at this point in my life. But I was sexually abused from age four to seven by my uh, step-grandfather. And then uh, at age eight, I was sexually abused by our next door neighbor who was around 16 at the time. And he was my, uh, father's best, my, my father's best man's son. And then in grade four, I was sexually abused for two years by an elementary school teacher who also abused many other boys, of which I'm, I'm making a documentary on this right now. It's, it's in production. And w- like I mentioned at the top of the show, one of my childhood friends committed suicide, actually I didn't mention that, he committed suicide and it was his sister who asked me to come and share at her book signing event. So there's obviously, there's a lot of layers that are yeah. in that. There's other suicides and there's other, other very um, uh, dramatic things that took place in that but my story is no different than many, many other people's stories. Millions of people, millions of people have had it worse, or maybe not as worse, maybe only one uh, instance or multiple yeah. instances, but it impacts everybody differently.
0: Yeah. Well, I have, so to, when, I have to ask as well, um, how, the, the, obviously the, that's horrendous, but on top of that, how did you, and how have you thought about you know, the fact that, you know, it happened to you three separate occasions and how have you mentally dealt with that? Cause that, you know, that, that, I have no idea, I haven't um, had this, but I'm just thinking that sounds like something that'd be very tough to deal with outside of just the each isolated event and person, et cetera. The fact that it was three separate. Cases.
1: Yes. So what ends up happening, and this is extremely complicated, I'm glad you asked it, um, is that the when you have when you experience that kind of trauma at, at those particular ages, certain uh, physiological Changes happen in your brain that affect your 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 maturity that affect your your growth that affect mm. your your thinking capabilities and and um, and and to to face them and deal with them and correct them takes a tremendous amount of, of, of Work and effort. Yeah. So you end up asking yourself. Why why do I behave like this? Why is my life like this? Why do I act like this? Why why am I not normal like other people and 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 survivors that have gone through this sort of traumatic experience will know what I'm talking about. They'll relate to that. And so the only way that I can in a short sentence, explain how to recover from that is you, you need to get help. I tried to do everything I could by reading books and going on. I tried to do everything I could without going to therapy. Yeah. Then I realized I need therapy. Then I realized how much my life really was impacted. Then I was recommended, you know, group therapy would be a good idea. And I'm like, you know what, I, group therapy, I, definitely, I don't need that. I'm, I'm, I'm working this thing. I mean, I'm a, I've been a successful business consultant for. I'm a professional. Like, give me the problem. How do I solve it? Yeah. Let me do it. Yeah. And the reality is, you can't do it on your own. I did go to group therapy, and I found that without that, for me, I wouldn't be where I am today. And so these, you know, it's, it's a, it's a path that just slowly unfolds before you, and you just. You need to take one step at a time to understand yourself and what, how it's impacted you and what you need to do to move forward and do everything you can on your own. And then eventually, I, I, I recommend getting professional help
0: because it is a lot of work. Yeah, powerful, powerful stuff. Thanks for sharing all that. We're going to start moving to move into the alpha round now. And I'd like to start off with, is there a particular quote that's either a favorite quote of yours or one that really sums up your approach to how you like to live your life now?
1: I absolutely do. Uh, and I have that on my website. I don't want to get it wrong. And <laughs> you would think, you know, you know, I know it off by heart, but with ADHD and PTSD and all the other Ds, uh, it's <laughs> easy for me to forget. You know, I could forget my mother's name. Uh, but uh, for me, everything, everything goes to... Uh, being in the moment, right? Understanding what that means. And, you know, when I was going through my divorce, my therapist said to both my ex-wife and I, you know, Ed, you need to learn to be in the moment. And I thought, I'm in the moment? What are you Mm. talking about being in the moment? I'm like, I'm like in the moment, man. Like, rock on. Like, I am totally here. I had no idea what that actually meant. I just finished listening to a a podcast of yours where the gentleman was talking about what that means to be in the moment. Uh, 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 and 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 I've learned what that means, and so I came up with my own phrase, and I say it's impossible to live authentically until you learn how to live in the moment. Uh, mm-hmm. you think I'd be able to remember that.
0: So you you know <laughs> I'm on... a huge paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be like a poem I didn't want to get it wrong. you, know? yeah, you, you can't misquote yourself. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think
1: I came up with that on my own. It sounds simple, but but yeah, you know, for for me, you know, living under under these different uh personality types if you want to call it my i would behave different I just wasn't myself yeah my 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 just the desire to live authentically and be myself just like what you're showing like everything that you stand for and that you're doing is is was a lifelong dream for me who the hell am I right so I've learned and I'm still learning to live authentically live in the moment and that that's the only way you're gonna do it is you need to know what it means to be in the moment like I am here right now being in this moment is And I'm, I'm not thinking about later on today. I'm not thinking about what happened last night. And, and, and no matter what they are, I'm just fully engaged now because you know what? When this episode is over, I may not have the next five minutes after that. I only have right now. And yeah. that's key. And for survivors, that's hard to do because our minds are constantly trying to avoid our thoughts.
0: Yeah. Wow. Powerful stuff. Within your routines, habits, and even resources, is there anything that springs to mind that helps you down the straight and narrow, narrow in terms of it could have been your, your old business consultant days and then, you know, launch this nonprofit. So if you've got any resources that spring to mind, and if they don't, then that's fine. They don't make it. And it may be a specific way you use a well-known resource. And then as I say, any particular habits, if not daily, at least a few times a week.
1: Sure. I mean, I've always pursued, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, motivational gurus and Anthony Robbins and, uh, you know, just, just everybody trying to figure out how do I fix myself? How do I become mm-hmm. successful? How do I be a millionaire? How do I live this life? And I found out that, you know, I only got to a certain level successfully. And then I, it, I eventually learned and it was only through, through therapy and, 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 uh, and recovery that it's not the things that you do externally that bring this to you. It's, it's the things that you do internally. So I could talk about, I do these habits, but the reality is all the internal things that I do are important. So I, I, I regularly, uh, you know, I, I speak out loud to myself and, and I don't, I, I used to say, I used to you know, confess things about being wealthy and being successful in business and I don't do those things anymore. Now what I do is I, I speak things out loud that are self-affirming to who I am as a human being and as a man, um, but as far as a resource goes, you know, I do this throughout the day, and another thing is is that, and this is what keyed me up with the, the podcast I just listened to, was was regularly throughout the day, I, I take moments, and I, I call it whenever I change my state, and I got, that's from Anthony Robbins, so whenever I, you know, I get off this podcast, I'll take a few, maybe even just 30 seconds just to stop and just Just think about, wow, that was a great experience I just had. And and just be in the moment here before I go on to the next thing. And when I get in my car and go somewhere before I get out, I just stop. Just about 30 seconds. Just okay. Just be in that moment and just fully engage with where I am and what I'm doing without rushing. Because we rush so much from task to task to task. So I've learned to slow down. One of my favorite books, if I had it here to show you, it's massively highlighted. Perfect. I
0: was just going to ask that. This is perfect timing. <laughs> it's
1: it's um it's um the Motivation Manifesto by Brendan Burchard. Ah, uh, yeah. Motivation Manifesto, and those declarations he has in there, just for me, I believe all human beings need those declarations in their lives, and and that's that's where I've managed to gain control and get us get good habits and. Um, and uh, really, really begin to change my life is, uh, through that particular book. I, I, you know, I, I refer to it every, every day as a part of my morning routine.
0: Yeah, From your network, and I'm going to heavily uh, lean to at least get this, this one guy you mentioned earlier, who do you think would make a great guest for Awaken Your Alpha? And the the gentleman you mentioned that you shared openly with and who had launched a nonprofit for, it sounded spot on for, you know, for basically divorced dads, it sounded like as well. What was his name? Oh yes. Yeah. So, that could I can't, be the recommendation. I can't remember, I don't my, own, too much. I can't remember my
1: own phrase. <laughs> um, uh,
0: um,
1: uh, Zach, what is Zach's last name?
0: <laughs> the, the
1: nonprofit he has it called the, the Brotherhood of Men. Okay. And uh, I can I can send you his his particulars. Yeah, I'd love
0: it if you could yeah, connect um, us. That that sounds like a great yeah, book, right? yeah. He's
1: uh, yeah, he's got a he's got an amazing story. He uh, uh, had the opportunity to be a professional uh baseball player or football player or something and just a great man of integrity very wise and uh, he's got a good got a good strong following and uh, great character so yeah i'd be happy to share that with you
0: and if anyone wants to continue the conversation with you you've mentioned certain ways but what's the best way to connect with you
1: yeah i mean i you know i have a website and it's it's me too what now dot com all one word m-e-t-o-o what now and you can you can also just Google my name, uh, Ed Squire, and I'm on Instagram and uh, all the all the platforms that are out there. I would, you know, my, my greatest uh, uh, appreciation from my followers is when they go to my YouTube channel and subscribe. And for me, it's not because I want a big following, but it's the, the more people that subscribe and see my videos, then the more that my message gets out and the more survivors get uh, the opportunity to see uh, 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 different uh, material and content that might help them. And so... Uh, looking at my videos on YouTube and uh, just finding me through my website, it probably is a good place to start because that links you out to everything. It's me2whatnow.com.
0: Perfect. Well, Ed, it's been an absolute pleasure today, and the time has just flown. Thank you so much. Likewise. Thanks, Adam. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast, tracking down the finest alpha minds on the planet for you. Please do subscribe, to reach out, connect, pick up a copy of Awaken Your Alpha, Thousand Tactics to Thrive, available on Amazon. This episode is sponsored by the Talk Accelerator. Increase your influence, income, and impact. If you've ever thought or dreamed or wondered what it would be like to do a TEDx Talk, you can do that. So head over to talkxcelerator.com jump across there and it'll have all the information, case studies, why you might want to do it, all the information around it. And also if you jump on the green button on there, you can book in a complimentary idea clarity call to speak with me. What is your idea worth sharing? It's time to play a bigger game. It's time to amplify your message and make it happen. Do the little guy a favor, subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my bag.